0: Amen. Let's go to him in prayer. Amen. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you this evening, oh God. We want to bless your name. We want to worship you, Lord God. Truly, Father, prayer has already been made, oh God. Father, Lord, we just want to come and yield ourselves to you this evening, Lord God, and just ask that you speak to us, oh Lord. Father, truly, Lord, we look back, oh Lord God, from where you took us from, oh Lord. Father, even to stand here, O oh Father, Lord, thinking about it today, O oh Lord, we, we just find I'm not even worthy of it, oh God. But, Lord, it's just your grace, O oh Lord. And, Father, this evening we just desire that you will come and speak to us, O oh God. Father, Lord, we have lips, O oh Lord, that are fallible, O oh God. But, Father, we pray that tonight, O oh Lord, you, the infallible God, O oh Lord, will come and, Lord, speak through these lips your words that are infallible, O oh God. The Father, they may minister grace to every heart of us in here, O oh Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, if there be anyone in here that's been fighting a battle, oh God. Father, maybe it's anointed, the Lord, he may hand the battle into your hands, oh Father. But Lord David said, oh Heavenly Father, that he was not going to trust in his bow, oh God. And now, neither was he going to fight with his sword, but he said that you were the one who was going to save us from all our enemies, oh God. And Father, we just want to come it all into your hands this evening, Lord. You take the glory, you take the honor, Lord. Father, you take the word, oh Lord, and place it into our hearts, oh God. Oh, Father, it be not just another Wednesday service, but it be you, God, Lord, on the scene, oh, Father, moving and brooding over hearts, oh, God, whether they be here, whether they be home, oh, God. Father, we just want to surrender all to you, oh, God. Father, we ask that you take full control, Lord, from this moment on, oh, God, Lord, for you know that you've started already with us through the song service, oh, God, and we thank you for it, Lord. But We ask now, Lord, bring us higher, Lord, God, into that place, oh, God, to be in with you, oh, Lord, God. To be emptied out to Lord this evening, Father, we yield and surrender all that we are unto You. But we ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We greet you all in the name of the Lord. It's good to see you all here. Uh, oh, did I already make a mess? Oh, okay, here we go. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Sorry. Amen. 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 We tend to take our Bibles this evening and we turn to the book of Romans. Amen. I read a familiar scripture that we know and I'm very very nervous this evening. I don't know why, but just pray for me. Amen. Amen. Let's read Romans 8. we read fifteen to seventeen. Oh, let's read fourteen, sorry. Let's just start from fourteen to seventeen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then hers, hers of God, and joined hers with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Amen. We may have you ceased this evening. Amen. Tonight we want to speak on no longer slaves. Amen. Amen. See, Satan, Satan makes slaves. Yes. Amen. That's what he does. Satan makes only slaves. And Satan has got a wide gate, and it's got a broad way that the world is walking in today. And surely they think it's a way of liberty, and they think it's a way of freedom, but it's a way that is leading them to hell. But surely Satan does not tell them the end of the road, but he just let them enjoy what they're living in right now. And you see, they are living in slavery, but they do not recognize it. Amen. But then on the other front, there is a man that is called God. Amen. There is a man that is coming to sin, and he's not wanting to make slaves. But he's wanting to make sons and daughters of God. Amen. He's wanting to make a people, amen, that are born to be hers. Amen. A people that will be joined hers with Christ. Amen. See, and, he, and, and in making so, he's calling his people and say, Come out from among them.
1: Amen. Come out from among the world. Amen. Come out from among all that is going on and be ye a separated people. Amen. Because there is a way that he's wanting his children to walk, and that way is a narrow way. Amen. It's a way that is only you and him can walk on that way. Even as a matter of fact, that way is so narrow that it's not just you and him walking on it, but it's him and you walking on that way. See, because that way is not a way for many people to walk therein, but it's a way for only the sons and daughters of God. Amen. And we are living in a time that there is a battle that is raging. Amen. As we said, one side of the battle is Satan wanting to make slaves. It's Satan wanting to bring people into condemnation. See, it is Satan. And you see, as he's trying to make slaves, that's what he said. See, he's not showing them the full picture, but he's showing them just a piece of the picture. Amen. And when we're talking about Satan making people slaves, we're not talking about the old ways of being slaves where you're being beaten a slave where you know you've been you know you, you've been given a certain amount of food and and you've just been put to work and just put to work and just put to work see the slavery that satan is bringing the people in it's a lukewarm slavery see it is not a slavery where you are feeling burdened and you're feeling pain it is slavery where you're feeling freedom is a slavery where you're feeling good as a matter of fact live here is an age where the people are blind but they do not know it where the people are naked and they they don't know it. That is the age they will live in. That is the kind of slaves that he's making people. Yeah. 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 Amen. And he has boiled it down even to the Christian realm. Why he had made Christians lay without him even knowing it. See, you can be in a church and, you know, he he can let you feel good and come to church and, and, you know, enjoy the word and, you know, enjoy the singing and do all that. But yet, he's making you a slave. Why? Because he's not bringing you to the revelation of the word. Amen. Amen. But on the other hand, as he said, as this battle is raging... but we know there are only two people that are fighting in this world... And that is God and Satan. Amen. But say God has purpose in his heart... That he is going to bring his sons and daughters of God. He has purpose in his heart... That in his age there is going to be a people... That are going to make a stand. Amen. And these people are going to make a stand... Not because of something that they've done... But because the grace of God... By his foreknowledge predestinated at people that will live in a time that even though they be slavery that will be full liberty but a liberty in christ not a liberty in the eyes of satan but a liberty in the eyes of the lord jesus christ who have come to die who have come to give us life for you and i amen, amen. And if we are sons and daughters of God, then that means that we are no longer slaves. Amen. That means that it's no more us leaving, but it is him living in us. Amen. That means that we are no more governed by unbelief, but we are governed by faith. Amen. That means that we are no more under condemnation. Amen. But now we are living under the liberty and on the freedom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because there is a predestinated seed that he has put inside of you. And every seed must bring forth of his kind. Amen. Now you want to take an apple tree? You want to take an apple seed? Now if you put that in the ground, it is not going to bring grapes. It is going to bring apples. Why? Because the seed in there is predestinated to bring apples. And if you take an orange seed, it is ought to bring an orange. And if you are a person, if you are a people, and we are a people that have been given, and the seed of God has been planted in us, then we ought to produce God. Not because someone said it, but because that is nature, and God is a nature. And if God is a nature, then God is in His people. And if you put a seed in you, then that seed will produce God. And one thing you ought to realize that up till today, Satan has not been able to stop the seed of the apple to produce apple. Up till today, Satan has not been able to stop the seed of orange from producing orange. And if he hasn't been able to stop that seed, then I want you to know tonight that he is not going to stop the seed of God in you to produce God. Amen. Because that is the seed of God. And Paul said, For a I have not received The spirit of bondage again to fear. Now we say you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. And if it's saying again, then that means that there was a time that there was a spirit of bondage that was on us. Amen. And we know that was at our first birth. The nature of that spirit was a sinful nature, amen. See, it was a nature that was living in bondage. It was a nature that was living in slavery, amen. But you see, because God, in his foreknowledge, had put in there a seed, it couldn't stay that way. It had to bring forth what it was predestinated to bring forth. Amen. So Ezekiel 26, 26, God started his work, amen, and he said, A new heart will also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will make, and I will take away the stony heart out of, out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. He said, I'm going to take away the stony heart. Why? Because you were not born and predestinated to have a stony heart. But you were born to have a heart of flesh. You were born to have a heart that will receive the word of God. And it will produce the seed of that word. Brother Branham says the impersonation of Christianity, Jeffersonville, 1957. He said, now notice the order of the scripture. It's perfect. God said, first, I'll take away the old stony heart. You can't receive nothing. Then he said, I'll give you a new spirit. Now listen to this. He said, now that ain't the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, now that new spirit, it ain't the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have a little bit of a lengthy reading of a quote here because we want to get this straight. Amen. He said, that's where the mistakes been. A lot of people, many people rather, come to the altar to pray and they get down there to pray and praying and praying. They get to feeling a little better. They might get up and go on and jump around a little while. And after a while, you find out they just bounce, bounce, bounce back again. But Paul said that you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You have not received something that is going to let you bounce and bounce and bounce and go back again. Amen. Because all the way along, as we read in verse 14, you have been led by the Holy Spirit. And that's what is making you a son and a daughter of God. He said they never received the Holy Ghost. No matter how much they bounced or how much they screamed or how much their oil had run out of their hands or they had bloody face or how much they spoke in tongues or how much they shouted or what they did that that has nothing at all to do with it. That was only human emotion. They got a new spirit and they rejoiced with it. Amen. The new spirit is important, but that's not all about it. Amen. He said, I'm going to say something, and I wanted to sink deep and may God help. He said, there is the the emotional side of the so-called Holy Ghost Church. Is said they get a lot of build up of fanaticism and run off out there. Now listen, he said, because they disregarded the word. See, they got a new spirit, but they disregarded the word. They disregarded the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They disregarded what the Bible said that a woman ought not to cut her hair. See, they, re- they disregarded all this. But yet they had received a spirit. They could speak with tongues. They could shout. They could jump. But yet that wasn't it. He said they go only together. Oh, we had a great meeting. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now when you do that and don't bear the fruits of the spirit, then you are, in the new, you are in the new spirit. Amen. I'll read it again. He said, now when you do that and don't bear the fruits of the spirit, then you are in the new spirit. Amen. See, if you're jumping and shouting and rejoicing and doing all that, but there's no faith, there's no love in there, you are just in the new spirit. Amen. See, you didn't used to do that. That's right. But God had to give you a new spirit. Why? The spirit you had, you couldn't even get along with yourself. So how are you going to get along with God? Amen. And it says, so God had to give you a new spirit. Amen. Not a pastor born, a new heart. That's your intellect. That is you, that is, that's, that's your intellect that you think with. A new way of thinking. Amen. So the new spirit is coming in. It's changing your thoughts. It's taking turns away, but that is not the end of it. It does come with rejoicing. It does come with praising the Lord. It does come with, with, with the gifts and all that. But that is still not the end of it. He said, then when he gives you a new way of thinking, yes, that's right. The Bible looks to be reasonable. I used to didn't believe that. I believe it now. Now there's your great revival, see? So you see, the new spirit is important, amen. It's important to change your, your old thinking. It's important to sanctify you, amen. But you see, that's not the end of it. Because if you stay in that new spirit, you are bound to go back. You are just going to bounce and bounce and bounce, and you are going to go back. You're just going to be like a ship that has just been, not been anchored at the shore. But it's been driven away. See, if it hasn't got an anchor, it might stay at the shore for a little bit. But just give it a little while. Let some wind blow a little bit. And you find it all the way back in the middle of the sea again. It has to be anchored. There is a haven of rest. And that's where God wants His people to be. That's where the ship must come to. To be anchored. Never to move again. But Paul said, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby ye cry, Abba, Father. Amen. You have not received the spirit of fear to go back again, but the spirit of adoption, that's what you have received. See, the children of Israel, when they got to the promised land, now the promise, now we know was the toy of the Holy Ghost. But now watch them. They've come out of Egypt. They've crossed, you know, they've crossed the Red Sea. And, you know, Brother Brown will talk about justification. And they come under sanctification, being led by the pillar of, by the pillar of fire and, and the sacrificial lamps and all those kind of things. But now look, watch these people in the wilderness being led by the pillar of fire. What do they say? We want to go back. The new spirit is not enough. The lamb was sacrificed. The pillar of fire was laid and done. But yet they said, we want to go back. Yeah. But God had a people that had predestinated a day were bound to reach the promised land. Yeah. There was a group that was bound to reach the promised land. And we know the promise land was the type of the Holy Ghost. But now when they got to the land, Joshua had to positionally place each and every one of them. See, they got to the land and that was good. See, they, they, they brought down the Jericho walls. They, they, they had a victory over the Gibeonites. You know, they defeated the Canaanites. But now there came a time that they had of a place, each one in their possession. And their possession was given to them at birth. See, at the moment that the Imam gave birth to them, the Imam told them where they were to be positioned. And at the moment of your new birth, God had a place for you. He had a place in the body where he wanted you to be positioned. And Brother Branham will type that to the Old Testament adoption of sons. Adoption 2, Wednesday, Jeffersonville, 1960. Now, when the father in the Old Testament understood that his son was come of age, and had been seasoned out of, and has been seasoned out onto adoption, onto now he starts explaining and said, "They are born a child, but they are a son right then. But then they'll never be more than just a, But then they'll never be no more than just a child." Just an ordinary son until they they mature and show what they are. Then he calls him out. Then, now, here we are, church. Are you ready? Now he says, "Now it's a bit late." Everybody, bite your finger, pinch your soles, and pluck your heart, just for a minute. See, now we are going to place the church. Now, when the church gets to that place, he says, Manasseh, you belong over here. Ephraim, you belong over here. Then he takes them out to a certain place, the father does. And he sets him up on a high place like this, and he has a ceremony. And they all come around. And he said, I want... Everyone to know that this my child and I this is my child and I adopt my son and I want everyone to know from henceforth that his name and he says he dressed him up a special dress on him and I want you to know that his name, is just as good on any check as my name is amen, amen. amen. he said he's my child amen. i adopt him into my family although he's been my son since he was born now listen to this He said since he received the holy ghost amen. so when you receive the holy ghost indeed you become a son but there come a time of adoption. Yes, amen. He says, since he received the Holy Ghost, he's been my son. But now, I'm going to place him positionally in authority. Amen. 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 See, you have been a son the moment you have been a son the moment you received the Holy Ghost. But see, God is saying, "I want to, be, I want you to get into the position of authority." And listen to what Brother Brunham says. He said, "What he fires is fired, and what he hires is hired." Now it is not the father anymore speaking, but it is the son. Why? Because the father and the son, hallelujah, has become one. He's given him the full authority. Bride of Christ, you have been given the full authority. What you fire is fired. What you hire is hired. Now what is on the land? Have you got sickness on the land? You have a right to fire it. Have you got sin on the land? You have a right to fire it. Have you got pride on the land? You have a right to fire it Because the authority's been handed to you. Your name is as good as that of the father. Hey man. All your authority has been handed down to you. You can cast down any evil imagination. You can bring into captivity any lying tongue. Because your authority has been handed back to you. God has given you the position of an ambassador. An ambassador, when he goes out of the country, he's backed up by his country. Whatever he says, they do. His word is as good as that of the president. That is an ambassador. And he has made you an ambassador. Hallelujah. He has made you an ambassador. All heaven is backing you up. All the God is, all the heaven is, all the angels that are in heaven, all the powers that are in heaven are backing you up. They are standing behind your word because you are coming from a kingdom that is above. You are an ambassador from heaven. And at your word, every knee ought to bow. Out your word, every demon ought to crumble down. That is the authority that God has handed to his people. No wonder in Mark 11, he will say, for verily I say unto you, that Now I want you to notice this. I always like to stop at the places where it says, All whosoever. Because that means that I don't have to be a somebody. I just have to be a little David. And that is enough to defeat the enemy. I don't need much, but I just need one stone. Just one revelation. Just one scripture to defeat the enemy. Amen. He said, Verily, I say unto you that whatsoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt on his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Why? Because you are an ambassador. Amen. 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 But notice, this comes with a condition. See, the children of Israel got to the place, and finally they were placed in the land and everyone was given the apportion. Each tribe was given the apportion. And as they were given the portion, they were told that they must drive out anyone that is on the land. Amen. But now in Judges 1.19, the scripture says, And the Lord was with Judah, and he drove out the inhabitants of the mountains, but could not drive out inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. See, they were told you ought to drive everyone out. But you see, they were only able to drive those that were on the mountain. But those that were in the valley, they couldn't drive them out. And you see, the believer you know, when we're on the mountain, you see, all is good. And we sing the song. You see, faith is strong. Amen. See, it's easy to defeat the enemy on the mountain when you're up. But you see, you have been given the authority. You have been given the overcoming power, both on the mountain and both on the valley. Amen. But now notice, they couldn't go down on the valley and take the victory. And sometimes when we come down to the valley and our temper rises up, there's no way we can stop it anymore. When we come down on the valley and sin rises up, temptation rises up, we're not able to stop it anymore. But we were given the entire land. We were told to drive it all out. You were not born to be an overcomer only on the mountain. Oh, you were born to overcome both mountain and valley. Yeah. You are an ambassador. All the authority of heaven is given to you. Amen. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But you see, they couldn't drive them all out. And in churches one twenty one. And the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. But the Jebusites dwelled with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. They were told to drive them out, but here are the Jebusites still living in the land we are called to drive every enemy out. But here is depression, still living in the land. We are called to drive everyone out. But here are accomplices still living in the land. We are called to drive everyone out. But here are sin still living in the land. But they were told, drive them all out. Take the land. It is yours. Remember what he told us the last time? Joshua 1, 3. You remember what Joshua told us? He said, everywhere that the soul of your feet shall tread upon us, given to you. I tell you, that scripture has kept me. After speaking, the enemy came, but that scripture kept me. When he came and tried to take a piece of my land, I said, no. I said, Joshua told me. It's time to make the word personal. You don't need many stones, just take one. That's all that David needed, just one stone. And when he came, I said, no, that is my land. And he told me that every word that the soul of my feet shall tread, it is given to me. And he had to live. I said, he had to leave." And if you will start taking grace, he would have to live. Because that is what Joshua said. That is not you speaking, but that is Joshua speaking. Amen. We are no longer slaves. We are no longer slaves. You have been predestinated to the adoption of sons, to the adoption of daughters. You are not a slave of the enemy. Let's start taking the land. Let's start taking our grounds. If he said that whosoever shall say to this mountain, don't let it be something hard. It is the word of God. If he said it, he is obligated to do it. Take it and act upon it. Don't worry about how long it'll take. Remember, you are the seed of Abraham. Abraham wasn't worried about time, Abraham wasn't worried about condition and circumstances. Abraham was looking at only one ten. And that was the word that Jehovah gave him. Amen. Abraham kept walking and testifying. I will be this, the, the, I will be the father of many nations. Amen. He didn't have a son, but he said, "That is what I will be, because that's what my God told me." Amen. And if He told me that is my land, and I am possessing it. It doesn't matter how long it will take you to drive out the Jebusites. The most important thing and one thing you must focus your eyes on is that you are going to drive them out. Abraham's seed. And Abraham possessed the land. And it goes on to say that neither Ephraim and neither Zebulon, and neither Asher, and neither Naphtali, none of these were able to drive out the enemy out of the camp. And look at the results of it. Judges 3, 5-8. And the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and Perizzites, and Hivites, and Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be wives and gave their daughter to the sons, to their sons, and served their gods. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God and served Balaam and the groves. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and sold them into the land of the church of the Chushan Rishat time, king of Mesopotamia, and the children of Israel served to Chushan Rishat time eight years. See, because they couldn't drive them out, they went from freedom back again into slavery. See, if you... Don't defeat your enemy. Your enemy is going to take over. See, if you don't drive them out of the land, they will take over the land. Here yeah, they were back again in slavery and in captivity. See, Mark 11 23 and 24 said that whatever you will ask, In prayer it'll be given to you. But you see, in 25 and 26, it said, And when ye are praying, forgive. If ye have what against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. See, there is a promise that has been given to you that you can take, that you can claim the mountain, you can claim the valley, you can claim it all, but the land ought to be clear. There ought to be unforgiveness on the land. Everything ought to be clear. But sometime up to today, as it was with the Benjamites, the Jebusite of unforgiveness is still living in the land. And if you don't take him out, he will take over. It could be unforgiveness. It could be anything else. You know what? See, the authority will be in work if everything is clear. God is wanting to dwell in a vessel that is clean. Amen. A vessel that is clean from all sin and from all from all, unforg- or from all unforgiveness. Amen. Amen. But you have been given a land. Don't let the Canaanite stay on that land. Don't let the Jebusite stay on there. You are an ambassador. Amen. All the authority has been given to you. Drive them out, amen, and move to the fullness of your inheritance. Because Paul goes on to say in verse 16 that the spirit itself bears witness within with our spirit that we are the children of God. There is the spirit that is bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And you know, the spirit is no other spirit but the spirit of the royal seed of God. That is the spirit that is dwelling in you today. That is barren witness that you are a son of God, that you are a daughter of God. See, there was a time that this Joshua had to come, he had a land to possess. And the land was you and I. Amen. That was his inheritance. That was his from the foundation of the world. And he couldn't let it go because it was given to him. And every promise that is in the Bible, it is yours. And you don't have to let it go. It is given to you. Look at your Joshua. Look at the example of your Joshua. He had a land to possess. The land was full of sin. The land was full of sickness. The land was full of death. Years after years, ages after ages, he had sent forth prophets. And they had done a good job, but that was a portion of the land that they could not take. And that was that. None of them could take that. But there was someone. There was someone. There was a Joshua that said, but that is my portion. This debusite of death cannot stay on this land. He had a land to possess. The enemy had infected her. That day on Calvary, Jeffersonville, 1960. The king himself came down. And he says, he broke the power of Satan he opened the prison doors of hell to every man that was shut open the earth and the prisons, fearing that when he died, what death would be to him. On Calvary, he opened those cells, those cell doors, let every captive go free. Why? Because that was his land. You were his. You were predestinated. And he said, I cannot let them go. I am coming back. And I am taking this land. He said, you don't have to no longer be torn down by sin. You don't have to no longer yield your members to sin. Drinking, smoking, gambling, telling noise." He said, you can be honest, just, and upright, and Satan can do nothing about it. He said, because you got a hold of a line, and that is a lifeline. He said, it's anchored in the rock of ages. Nothing can shake you from it. Amen. We have been headed to the shore, to a place that this ship ought to be anchored to one haven of rest. You have been brought to a place that he wants you to rest. It was interesting how it was even right from the office speaking to Brother Andrew and he was saying, well, you know, it's time for us to stop fighting the battle. And I thought that is so true. He's brought you into rest. He is going to fight the battle. Amen. The moment you can surrender it all to Him, He will fight the battle. If you can just take Him out His Word, He will fight the battle. If you can just take one scripture... Just one verse. That's how powerful the Word of God is. It's good to read the whole Bible. It's good to know the Word. I love it. It's good to have revelation upon revelation. But if you can just make one verse personal, just make one verse personal and see God move on the scene. We've come to a place that we've been anchored in the rock of ages. Nothing can shake us from it. No winds can shake us from it. No, nothing. Not even death itself can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so Joshua came and he possessed the land and he overcame death and hell and the grave. But you see, it didn't end there. Because Satan was still going about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And he said, I am going to leave, but I am not going to leave you comfortless. He said, I am coming back unto you. And I am going to make you an ambassador. I am going to give you the full authority. I am going to start by taking away the stony heart. And he did it. Do you believe he took away the stony heart? He did it in my life. He took away my stony heart. He said, I'll give you a new spirit. Do you believe it, done it? Yes, he gave you a new spirit. He gave me a new spirit. He promised he would give you the Holy Ghost. Did he do it? Yes, yes he done it. He gave me the Holy Ghost. Yes. Then why is it so hard to move into authority? If he gave you a new heart, if he gave you a new spirit, if he gave you the Holy Ghost, it is the same God. It is the same God that will bring you into adoption. It is the same God that will give you the full authority. And I said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And I will send you another comforter. And the comforter came to guide us. And the comforter came to lead us. He came to give us overcoming power. He came so that we could take back that which was ours. Amen. See, when you were adopted, your word, as we read in the quote, is as good as this.
0: See, we go back to this. There's a minister in this place who told me if I ever get back to this, I should ask the congregation to pray for me. And here I come back to it. I, I didn't even have it in my notes, but it just came back to me again. And it's about a husband and a wife. And whenever I get on that topic, I can't fully be free because I am just a single man. I'm a bachelor. So a minister here has told me one time, I won't mention his name, but you could imagine
1: who it is. He's not here right now, so you, you could imagine who He's not in Edmonton right now, so you can imagine who it is. He told me whenever you get there, because I remember one time it seems he got there and he asked the saints to pray
0: for him. So I've got there, so you pray for me. So the next time, maybe one day when I get there, I can be free too. Amen. We're no longer slaves. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
1: But you see, you've been given full authority. See, when I was a little boy, I remember. See, when dad is at home, you see, dad speaks and, you know, everyone obeys. But when dad leaves, the next person in command is mom. Now, when mom speaks, everyone must do what mom says. Because if you don't, mom is going to tell dad when he comes back. And that is not going to be good. And I've experienced that. See? The authority has been handed down then to the bride. Now it's the bride that has to speak the bride has become the final voice hallelujah she has become the final voice to this final age all the authority all the powers in heaven all the angels are backing you up you are in command now the comforter has come you are in command now you speak the word no wonder is that that you say to the mountain. It is not him coming back to say to the mountain, he said you. And Paul continued to say, And if children. Than hers. Hers of God and joined hers with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. You have become a joint her with Christ. It is no more you, it is Him in you. See friends we spoke about it, we've heard about it, but it is time of the manifestation of glory be to God. It is the time of the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. How long are we gonna wait? Why not now? It is time. Jesus is coming back. Is this bride ready? Are you ready? Where I think Pentecost failed San Fernando, 1955. (coughs) You are pushing it way off out to the millennium somewhere. All the blessings out in the millennium. Why? It's right now. He said, we won't need divine healing in the millennium. We won't need divine healing under the millennium. It is now. We don't need overcoming under millennium. It is just, it's already done by then. It is now. Now is when we have it. We won't be sons of God. But now you are sons of God. And hers, join hers with Jesus. Don't push it off. It is now. And everything that Jesus died for at Calvary, it is your possession. Amen. Amen. He said, brother, Satan don't like that. That's the reason why he's trying to make people slaves. You can sit in a message church and still be a slave. Because Satan doesn't like that. He doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want you to know you are an ambassador. That all heaven is backing you up. Yeah. Satan don't like that. If the people would only realize and just be willing to take God at his word. If only we would realize and be willing to take God at His word. If there's nothing that you get him from here tonight, just get this. Take God at His word. Take Him at His word. If He said it, He said it. See, that is becoming more and more real to me. That He said it. Why do I have to worry about it? He said he spoke and he's come to the place Then now he said when the time of adoption came he gathered all the people around. He called them all in and when that time came, he said that he wanted everyone to know. On that day, he wanted everyone to know that from this moment on, his name on the check is as good as mine. And tonight, he wants you to know. And he wants hell to know. And he wants Satan to know. And he wants every demon to know. And he wants every power of the devil, of Satan, of oppression, of depression, of complexes to know. That tonight, you are an adopted son and daughter of God. That you are no longer a slave. We are no longer slaves, but sons and daughters of God.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. And in the end of that quote. He said,
1: what you fire is fired. See, because now you have become the owner of this whole kingdom. It is in your hands. See, the kingdom is coming you. And it says now what you fire is fired. But you see, if you are firing in a company, you can't just fire and just leave the company that way. See, if you're firing, after you've done fire, you have to start hiring. Amen. Then that's what Brother Branham said in the quote. He said that you fire whoever you fire is fired, but also wherever you hire is hired. Amen. See, you remember the story of that man from whom, you know, the devil was cast out. And, you know, he said the house was made clean. And you see, the enemy came and he came to look in the house and see, and he saw that the house was garnished and was clean and was swept. And he saw there was no one who was in there who was in control of that house. You see, that is the reason why he said that you having the new spirit is not enough. It's okay to clean the house. It's okay to wash everything out. But see, if you wash everything out and you don't put anything back in, the enemy is going to come back to the house. That is when, you see, Paul who say that we have not been called, you know, we have not been brought again to go back into bondage. We have not been called to go back to bond. Let me read the scripture again. That's the reason Paul said, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. See, you have not received the spirit that is going to take you back. See, the house has been garnished, but now there ought to be someone coming that house. And you see, by God's grace, through the prophet of God in this last age, he taught us the perfect house that we should build him. And that was the stature. Of a perfect man, in that house, no one can come in. And if you have done firing everyone out, if you've done fire in your complexes, if you've done fire in your depression, if you've done firing everything out of the house, I think it's time to start hiring some spirit of God in that house. I think it's time to start setting a solid foundation of faith. I think it is time to start to vulcanize that with some virtue. I think it's time to add to that some knowledge. I think it is time to add on to that some temperance. I think it is time to add on to that some patience. To wait on the Lord. To be a real true seed of Abraham. To be patient and wait for the promise. I think it is time to add on some godliness, to be like him, to talk like him, to walk like him. That when you're walking down the street, they can look and say that you have been with Jesus. I think it is time to add on some brotherly kindness. What good is it to love them to love you? Love your enemies. If they hate you, love them anyway. Brother Branham will say, it is not that if you scratch my back, then I will scratch your back. It's that even if you don't scratch my back, I will scratch it anyhow. Add some brotherly kindness there. And when you have done it all, let the fire fall. Let the fire fall. Let the love fall. Let the capstone fall. Let the cap it all up. Because he
0: said, there is only one thing that is going to enter there. And that is perfect love. No one else is going to enter there with perfect love. May the musicians come tonight. Shall we raise our feet?
1: Possessing the gates of your enemies. Or possessing the enemy's gates. Jeffersonville, 1959. On the day of Pentecost, he sent down the Holy Ghost. To continue through the Gentiles to take out a seed of promise, to give to the Gentiles the outcast, to give them the baptism of the Holy Ghost, to bring them into the promise. He said, Now, remember, this is 1959, and Brother Branham is saying, Now. And we are in 2020. And the word is still true. It is still now. He said, now we have the right, we have a right to conquer all sickness. He said we don't have to conquer it. It's already conquered. It is already done. It is already conquered. The slavery days are over. You are a son. You are a daughter of God. Go and possess your inheritance. Let the fire fall. Let the Holy Ghost and fire fall. We just have to claim the promise. And go take it. It's already conquered. He said death's conquered. Hell's conquered. Sickness is conquered. Temptation's conquered. All devils is conquered. He said hell is conquered. Death is conquered. The grave's conquered. He said we stand in the gate. Taking it. He said don't have to fire a
0: shot. It's all been paid. Whatever is on your house, Sister Naomi. All has been paid. Joshua
1: has taken the land. The land is you and I. Joshua has possessed the land. And it did not leave you comfortless, but he's come back unto you. And it's saying to you, now you go, now therefore go over this Jordan. Everywhere the soul of your feet shall tread upon, that I have given it to you. Take him out his word, take him out his word. It is not just Brother Branham who said, it wasn't Brother Branham's voice. It was his voice through a man. And he's still speaking today through the 44th monastery. And he's saying to you, it is your land. You go possess him. You go taker. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for this evening. Lord, we thank you that you've come down and you've brought down your word, oh God. Father, surely we thank you that you've said that the battle is over, oh God. And Father, tonight we stand and just want to take you out of your word. The Father, if you said the battle is over, then Lord, we believe it. If you said that we've conquered, then Lord, we believe it. If you said that we've overcome, then Lord, we believe it, oh God. And Father, we just want to take you out of your word. I would just want to say, may your word be made manifested in your people, O oh God. Lord, may you be made flesh in the hearts of men, O oh God. And Father, whatever, Lord God, that has been sitting on the land, Father, I pray this evening by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that every bond will be set loose, that every enemy will be drove out of the land, that, Father, you will take full possession and full control upon the life of your own people. Because this is your bride. This is your selected people for this age. You didn't put Paul here to carry on the work. But you put us here, Lord. Lord, we want to be faithful. Lord, we just surrender to say, Lord, help us, oh God. We're dropping down our bows. We're dropping down our own sword and our own thoughts and our own ways. And, Lord, we're handling the battle to you. The Father, you take full control. And that you will bring the glory and the honor to your name. with a victory, Lord.
0: But, Lord, there is no battle that you've come out of but packing the victory. And I pray that tonight you may pack the victory once again. In Jesus' name we ask it. Hey Amen. Amazing, amazing grace That's How sweet called. the that saved